All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is another episode of The Authority Project. You are the project, and we want to slap authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at. And we are here with my new good friend here, Robert Bell. And he is here, he says, to help us unlock the suppressed creativity and live abundantly. Is that right, Robert? That's absolutely correct. We need to blow the lid off and just let our ideas flow. I like that. I like that. So he says he's going to help us do that today. We shall see. We shall see on this episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's here, The Authority Project, and we are here again with Robert Bell. He's going to help us unlock your suppressed creativity and help you live abundantly while doing so. And I'm so glad to have you here, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm at Twilight Zone, <laughs> <laughs> this new way of living, but I'm oh, doing yeah. good. Very good, very good. But so before we dive into everything, um, please let us know who you are personally and then professionally. All right. Personally, um, I am Robert Bell. Um, I don't want to say an average guy, but <laughs> I'm a champion <laughs> of creativity. I'm an ambassador of wellness and I'm a pursuer of excellence. That's, that's who I am at a personal level that, that identifies me. Um, so I champion creativity in whatever I do. I, I love wellness, um, both mentally, physically, spiritually, and even emotionally. And I just love to pursue excellence, uh, pursue excellence because I am a recovering perfectionist. That's how oh. I myself personally. <laughs> no, I love that. I am almost there. <laughs> I've gotten a lot, <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. I used to be very bad actually. So I, I, I definitely can relate to that. Well, I'm recovering. Uh, I, I'm not recovered yeah. yet. Yeah, there you go. So tell us what your current project is right now at the moment. Yeah, so professionally, um, I'm qualified as an accountant. I studied accounting. Um, I'm a coach, creativity coach, um, a transformational speaker. Uh, my current project right now is just going all around the world to help people unlock their suppressed creativity. My current project is just helping us as human beings not fear the rise of AI, not fear the automation, but just to see it as something that we have to leverage, something that will help us just live more abundantly. Um, not fighting to be robots because we just can't do repetitive tasks over and over. I mean, that's just just, just boring. Uh, so that's the project that I'm on, just helping people to find the better part of life, the more abundant side of life, which is unlocking their creativity. I love that, man. So. I have a, a usual topic on that, but I want to dive into that because I want to, I want you to tell us what do you actually mean by suppressed creativity? It's a very distinctive word. Uh, what do you, what do you mean by that? 
Um, well, I've created my own law. <laughs> <laughs> Creativity is neither created uh, nor destroyed. It, it just gets transferred or in most cases suppressed. Uh, the reason why I use suppressed because we all have creativity. It's been in us from the moment we took our first breath and it, it will be with us to the moment we take our last breath. It's suppressed because as we've gone through life or as we go through life, we either let it out more or it just dives further in. But unfortunately for most of us, the society in which we live in, um, institutionalized education really suppresses the creativity out of us. It, it, help, it makes us to be some homogeneous product. So we all have to dress alike. We all have to look alike. We all have to speak alike. And if you see even right now in what's going on in our culture and in a society, we have a lot of lack of tolerance for different views, lack of tolerance for, you know, diversity. So that's, that's, that's what I mean by our creativity is being suppressed because we're seeing that there's only one way to victory, one way to live, one way to succeed, um, one way to, to be a human being. So we get on social media and we see, all right, this is what it means to be fabulous and famous. So I have to follow that. I got to trace that. No time to stop and think, okay, what, what actually makes me happy or what makes me come alive? Um, mm. So that's my suppressed creativity. Okay. I like that. So let's, 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 let's talk more about that then. <laughs> since you're on that, since you're on that vein about people thinking there's only one path. Now I usually say to people, like when I coach them, to find a model, you know, to, to, to help them with whatever tax that, that, that they're going to do. If they're trying to do, do something, find this person who's doing it already. And I think a lot of people say that followed, followed the crumbs of success. So what do you have to say about that when people are actually trying to follow this person that they adore? They, they do want to be, they want to do everything like this person and they are failing doing that. What do you have to say about that? That's great. If they're failing. <laughs> To follow that person, that's absolutely great because hopefully that will drive you back to figure out what it is that you really want. Um, what, what I tell my, my coaches and so on is let's, let's first look internally because what happens when we follow, if I follow your success, I'm really definitely not going to look at what the work that I need to do. Yeah. You know, we all don't start at point zero. We got to agree at that. And that's something we got to agree. Some people start at seven. Some people start at <laughs> negative five, you know, and, and if you're not aware, if you don't have the awareness, for me, the critical thing is awareness. You have to have the awareness as to where you are starting from, right? That's more critical than even where you want to be. Too often we focus on, I want to be here. So you follow that person or you identify that person who represents where you want to be, but you don't even know where you are. So you're following the breadcrumbs, but you don't even know, one, how to identify uh, when the breadcrumbs are stale or when the breadcrumbs are edible, right? Because <laughs> you don't know what, what tools you have in your toolkit, right? So that's what I mean by looking internally. And that's why creativity is critical. And that's why I say it's suppressed, because we just want to follow this game plan, A, B, C, D. And then we do it, and then it doesn't work for us, because right. we've not taken time to get, you know, to dig into that awareness as to what really works for me where I am right now. Listen, if you tell me you're a successful person, you're a billionaire, that you wake up every day at five o'clock and I struggle to wake up in the mornings. Man, <laughs> I mean, I need to figure out why do I struggle to wake up in the morning? You know, you got to deal with the issues around it. You can't just start saying that, look, I want to start waking up at five o'clock in the morning because you're not going to be able to sustain it. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's, I, I think, what you also might be saying is that you know take everything with a little grain of salt, right? Right. Basically, 
Because I think we can be so consumed about the one thing about if, if, if what do you feel about people say like, you know, follow me because I've, you know, I've done it just like this and it works. <laughs> now, sometimes I say that too, right? I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, I mean, there, I, I think there's, there's some give, you have to give away to some of your own, like you said, your own creativity. So tell us right now, um, what does that even mean about, you know, bringing out one's creativity? Yeah, and I, I, I must confess, I do that sometimes. Follow me, because you know when you have the benefit of experience, yeah. you you can see what what's going wrong. So I I do not want to discredit that whatsoever. I do want. To <laughs> that. Um, gotcha. It, you see why the creativity is important because it helps us to discern. It helps us to identify when we speak when we're looking at someone who we ad- admire or who has achieved what we want to achieve what parts of their journey is going to be descriptive to our lives or prescriptive. Right? And those are two different things. Okay. Because when I ask you, what did you do? Right? I need to understand that the answers I'm going to get from you, there's going to be some element that's going to describe what they do. Because that's the question that I've asked. But really and truly, what I'm looking for is a prescription. I'm looking to tell me X, Y, Z. But when I listen to your story, you're just describing what you did. And sometimes we take that as a, a, you know, as, as a pres- prescription. I got to know how to convert that description into a prescription. And that's what creativity does. That's what I did with my life. So I started looking at the, the connections in my life, what, what I used to do when I'd come alive and I'll get feedback from other people. Then I'll listen to other people's story. All right, I noticed he was in a similar position as I was and he got out of this rut. How did he do it? Right. And when I look at that description, I try to find out what, what, what is the prescription behind that, right? So it's not necessarily about waking up at 5 a.m. on the dot. You, <laughs> your, your, your key could be waking up at 4 a.m. or maybe 5.30 a.m., right? right. So it, it's, it's, and that's where the creativity comes, comes about because you have to, going back to what I said at the top, awareness. It's just figuring out what will help to fuel me better, right? It, it's personalizing it. I love it. That's good stuff, man. Um. So tell tell I I saw this on on your site. Tell tell us about license in creative professionals and why that's important. All right. Uh, so license professionals like myself, accountants, lawyers, everything is laid out for us. <laughs> you know, this okay. is what I definitely <laughs> called prescriptive, right? Okay. To be an accountant, and it it's so deep. Um, and and I call myself a transformational speaker because I I don't like the tag motivational. It it I find it to be very surface level. Mm-hmm. Uh, transformation is very deep and I go to deeper dimensions. Okay. And so for licensed professionals, and I'll use my, my profession as an example, as an accountant, when I tell you I'm a speaker and I tell you I'm an accountant, you automatically, I'm not you as in, but someone will automatically be like, wait, you know, I don't get that. Right. You step <laughs> back right. because licensed professionals, it's the prescription has come so deep that it's even affects your identity. Mm-hmm. So much so that we expect every accountant to be boring. All right. Yeah, I know the majority <laughs> is. I hear you guys. I hear you. <laughs> when I say boring, I mean, you know, quiet and just all about numbers or right. the back office. And that was right. me. I was yeah. like, I, I eventually got forced into that identity. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just one day I was like, no, but that, that's, not, that's not me. I'm forcing myself into a box. Right. Mm-hmm. So licensed professionals have that struggle because you have this appearance to keep up. Uh, even if you want to get out of the rut, you, you'll be pushed back into it. You know, you'll be told by people outside of your profession, right? I mean, hey, 
when I was trying to move out of my accounting space or try to expand, you know, people would be like, but aren't you that accountant guy? I, I see you. With <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing here? Why are you in our marketing meeting? You know, why, why are you having lunch with us? You know, you got to go back into it. And creativity helps us to build that resilience. It helps us to deal with failure, with uncertainty, because it's, it's an uncertain area. Um, the licensed professionals, you've been trained and, and groomed so much into being a person, not just a profession, but a person. And if you don't unlock your creativity, you will never be able to celebrate, uh, separate, sorry, your, your, you as a person and your profession. What I say is that your profession should never be the source of your identity. It should just be an expression. It should just express your identity or part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm an accountant. It's not my full identity. It just expresses a part of me, which means I'm detail-oriented, I'm calculated, I'm analytical. That's just one part of me. And, and if you want to go into the neuroscience, hey, that's one part of my brain. That's not the full part of my brain. Gotcha. I got. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, how how do you how do you deal with people who have these great great ideas and they're being blocked by their own fear of once they get out there with their, with their ideas, now comes you know feedback that is negative. They have, you know, some failures that they didn't want to be in, maybe some embarrassments that they, they never wanted in their life. They have, you know, they're, they're spending money and they're being in the red because they're trying to do this business now. And all these things are coming to them that, you know, they don't want. They, they, want, they, they like the stuff that's saying, you know, we're going to live abundantly. But they, <laughs> they see all this other stuff, you know, that's blocking them. And they're, they're afraid of that. So how do you get beyond, beyond those, those hurdles? Great. So I, I'm going to describe in my answer. <laughs> uh, it goes, it, it's just um, segueing back to what I said earlier is you have to learn how to separate person. You got to know who you are as a person. Yeah. It, it, if we, we're going to, you're all going to always be stuck in a loop. And that's what I say. I help licensed professionals who are stuck. Right, we get stuck because we've not done that that groundwork. Right, it's separating the person. I, I I can't overemphasize that because when you do that, when you get to these points of failure or negative feedback, you are able to separate that. This is um, feedback on an action that I did or a project that I tried, not as me as an individual, not as me as my identity. Right, because when you when you're exploring. Um, creative ideas or you're trying to get something off the ground, you, failure is a part of the journey. It's a mm-hmm. part of the learning process. It's the source of learning. And so when you are able to separate that feedback is on my project or on my idea or on my performance and not on me. And that's why you find people who pursue very creative type businesses or ideas, entrepreneurs, especially small business owners, uh, some creative type of entrepreneur, musician, or artist, you know, they take failure very personal because They've not been able to separate, <laughs> right? You take it very personal. So when someone says, nah, I didn't like that song, you know, you've not realized that it doesn't mean that the song is bad. It just means that that person doesn't like it, right? It's not connecting with them. It's you're, you're playing for the wrong audience or he's listening from the wrong angle. You, you have to get that level of awareness. And that only happens when you're able to separate person and performance. So you don't take it personally. When you get to the failure, you're able now to deal with it. Because if you're trying to deal with the failure when it comes, it's it's a little it's a little bit too late. But still, yeah. you can still do something about it. You have to again go back to awareness, learning to go back and retreat, learning to first be your first critic. I think that's what's important because when you become your first critic, and and not to the point of self destruction, 
critique critique in here doesn't just be negative it means identifying what you've done good and identifying what you've done um badly or where you need improvements it's just being honest with yourself when you get to that point of failure and lastly what i'll say brian is one thing that has come to me lately a revelation when it comes because mm-hmm. i always talk to people and coach coach people who are, f- are scared and it's a big it's a big issue yeah and it's realizing when you get those moments of failure or negative feedback you got to understand what's holding you back are you trying to go back because you want to go back to what i call the safety of comfort or the comfort of safety right <laughs> those are two, two two totally different things because a lot of us just want the comfort of safety we we just you know mm-hmm. we we want to make sure we're making the right decision right but also a lot of us just want the safety of comfort we want everything to be easy you know we don't want to deal with resistance <laughs> we don't want to deal we don't want to climb the hill we don't want to put in the work we don't want to lift the weights right and if you always um resist such aversions then it's going to be difficult for you to to ever get unstuck and move forward that's great stuff man that's great stuff so so what about someone who's who's seeing is hearing you now and they they want to get their ideas out what can you give us like some steps to what's the fastest way you think they should be should be doing this if they want to get their ideas out the fastest way is go very slowly okay <laughs> go slowly and and take time to analyze because the whole point of an idea You see what happens we get very excited when we get an idea and when we run through it and the the purpose of a creative journey is for us to slow down and pay attention pay attention to the non obvious clues look you get a business idea it's it's a no brainer it's a no brainer go start that business but what you have to learn to do is to identify the non obvious clues the non obvious clues and everything that is coming out it's writing it down and looking at it from a different angle looking at it and crit- going back to what I said critiquing it that's the fastest way to get your ideas out is take time in the internal stage don't be so much in a hurry to just go because you got someone paying you money you're like this is this is a viable business let me go at it right is is about looking at the something that's not obvious can this be sustained um risk risk planning you know i work with a lot of small business owners and nowhere have i you know it's rare to find a business owner a small business owner someone who's living the ideas who ever prepares for worst case scenario mm-hmm. we don't take time to do that yeah. we don't take time to do that you got to yeah. know you know look at this year you know this year 2020 yeah. so it was a perfect example of that like yeah. we were really caught flat footed you know no one prepares for worst case what would you do if it doesn't if it doesn't work out right that's the fastest way but fine i hear your question and this is what i tell people the fastest way to get your ideas out and i call it the tba approach t b a you got to f- learn how to trust yourself then you got to learn to believe yourself and you got to learn to acknowledge yourself in that specific order one trusting yourself why trusting yourself because when you trust yourself and you get into that going back to what you said about the fear you know facing ridicule facing rejection um facing your own self doubt to get your ideas out when you've established that trust in yourself how do you trust someone you got to take a risk right it takes a bit of faith to trust when you trust yourself you trust your ideas you trust your process of getting it out you know that i'm going to get this idea out and it may work and it may not work but regardless of the outcome i'm going to get feedback to build on that and that's how you you develop the trust then step 2 you start to believe yourself 
And you can never believe, when you look at the definition of belief, it means that some action has to have been taken. But oftentimes when we have ideas, we want to believe our ideas before we've actually acted on them. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You got to take a step first. So even if I do something, I have an idea and I try it and it fails, I believe it can work even if it failed. Right. And that's why you see like scientists, they keep going back into the lab because they believe it can work because they did it once it failed and they, they've identified what was the failure point and what they need to fix. And in here is where I drop my, my mantra for my life. M-A-M-I, mommy. You know, you need to mommy everything, which means yeah. make minor adjustments that will give you major improvements. Yeah. So take the step, get the idea out, try it out, do whatever, you know, just make that step, do a rough uh, draft, if you want to call it that, a prototype, whatever language you want to use, mm -hmm. and then believe that it can work by taking notes of what happened. You see, now I can bring down my analytical brain, my accounting brain, and analyze and look at it and see if it worked. And you believe yourself. And then lastly, acknowledge. you got to acknowledge that you made the effort. Acknowledge where you went wrong. Acknowledge when you need help. Acknowledge when you need a coach. Acknowledge when you need external support. That's the fastest way to get your ideas out. Trust yourself, believe yourself, and acknowledge what you need to do. I love that, man. This is great stuff. <laughs> great stuff, man. So uh, I really only have like one last question for you. Um, and it goes something like this. I ask this of all of my guests. And it's basically, it says the people, there are people out here that are watching you, listening to you. They love what you're saying. They have similar journeys, maybe similar paths as you. And they want to do what you're doing, right? They want to be like you, Robert. So can you tell them, just give them a few words of advice, and I'm going to put you front and center on this, to show them how to be an authority in this space? All right. So you have identified where you want to be. you got to just go for it. And when I say go for it, it doesn't mean blindly go after it, um, not make a plan. So going for it means at a deeper level is making a plan, identifying where you are and looking at the steps that you need to do to go forward. You got to be able to trust that inner voice. You got to be able to understand who you are, remove the blockage that's blocking your ideas, put yourself in the environment, an environment of belief, put yourself in an environment that makes you function. Put, you see yourself as a champion. That's, that's what you got to do. If you want to be where I am, you got to see yourself as a champion. If you want to become an authority in whatever space you're in, I'm an authority in championing creativity, is you got to put in the 10,000 hours. It sounds so cliche, but you got to put it in. The more I do it, is the better I become. You keep fashioning it, you keep making it better, you keep improving it day by day. You just got to start by writing it down. Don't take it for granted. Write it down and keep reviewing what your plans are. Don't stop at a failure point. When you get to the failure, dust yourself off, take some time to breathe, take some time to heal, identify if there's any trauma that you need to deal with, get yourself back up and just keep moving. I love that. That's some serious stuff there. I think that's just, I, I think a lot of people don't understand the journey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely a journey. There's going to be some low times. They're going to be some like, Sometimes where you just feel like, you know, what, why am I doing this? Or like, what, what is happening? Or, like, or, or even just some, some little stuff, like some technical stuff, like why is this little thing hindering me from doing this big thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 
And yeah. I think you just have to, you have to go, you have to get through it. You have to get through it because I think, and I, and I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like there's more, there are more voices to hear. There are more messages, messages to, to, to get out into the world, more stories that we need to know. And they can only come from you. I, I, you might think it's crowded, but I, your, your story matters. Okay. Your story is, is, is deeply needed in the world and you can live abundantly by just telling your story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> there's so many people in the world. Trust me, your story does matter. And I, I'll just give you one quick example. One of my coaches, um, I told her, you know, I want you to do a post on LinkedIn and just say what something that you did. And she, I gave an assignment to her and it worked out well. And she's like, mm-hmm. why? Why would anyone <laughs> want to hear about that? And she posted it. And within an hour of posting it, she got it. Someone inboxed her and was like, do you know, I just read your post and it's literally just helped me change my life around. Wow. You know, and she came to me and she was in tears. She was like, like, like my story can actually matter to someone. So yes, your story does matter. And that's why I champion creativity because we all have this uniqueness inside of us. And it's so valuable. You got to value it first before you can expect anyone else to value it. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Great stuff. So uh, before you get out of here, please tell people where they can find you after the show. Great. After the show, you can find me on my website, uh, www.robertabell.com. From there, you can get all my social links, Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. I have some videos there. You can check that out. Across most social media handles, it's Robert Abel or Robert underscore Abel. I mean, some variation like that, but you can get it from the website. And I'd love to hear from you. That's awesome. Great stuff. And just from, just from my take, if, if you want to guys want to go to the authority letter.com and get, um, three awesome, crazy, entertaining videos on how to build your authority platform. I think they're entertaining. I don't know. So <laughs> you be the judge, but I know they're full of substance and they're simple. They simplify the process of building your authority platform. Trust me. I'm well worth it to, to listen to those or to watch those rather. Um, and yeah, I, I am good to go. I am good to go. This is great. I know this is for people who are in the States where we're getting ready for Thanksgiving <laughs> a day, day before. And we're, we're, I guess we're all excited about that. And, but still, you know, everybody be safe, be, take care and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the holidays, but ma- maintain your hustle while doing so. Maintain the hustle. <laughs> Because things can really slow you down, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but um, that is all That is all I have. Any last words before we get out of here, Robert? Uh, just to say thank you so much for having me on my show. I enjoyed this conversation very much. I hope um, those who are watching live, you've gotten some value from it and anyone else who's watching a repeat. And just my last message is just to say that, look, creativity is the number one in-demand soft skill. It's not about your artistic abilities. It's about your uniqueness and your ideas. So just my last word is just unlock your creativity, remove that suppression. It's inside of you. It's a light. It doesn't go off. It just gets blocked. So just remove what's blocking it, the fear, the social suppression, whatever it might be, and you can live abundantly. Awesome stuff, guys. I appreciate it. That's all we have for today. Amazing stuff. Thank you, Robert, for coming through here. I'm... Definitely honored to have you on the show. And that is a wrap. Build it, share it, and they will come. Remember that. 
Um, and you can live abundantly too. All right. Take care and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. All right. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.